Happy October, creatives. I hope you're having a fun and spooky month so far. It's getting colder here in Tennessee, and I hope it's getting cool and cozy wherever you are. I wanted to let you guys know there is a survey at the link in my bio on the Creative Dirt Podcast Instagram page, and it's a survey all about how to make this podcast better. So if you have thoughts or ideas about that, please fill that out. It's completely anonymous, so you can be as honest as you'd like, uh, and I can't wait to hear from you guys. I appreciate all the responses I've gotten so far and can't wait to hear even more. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to my longtime friend, Ladarius Lee. We talk a lot about this idea of space. So the space that we allow or don't allow ourselves to exist in, the space that we grant or don't grant others. If you've taken an art class before, you may have heard of the concept of negative space. Now, negative space is the empty space. So it's the space between the actual subjects and the art on the page. And negative space can be found in life too. Think about it. These are the things that don't really resonate with us. So our problems, our to-dos, our fears, our worries and obligations too. A lot of time in life, we let that negative space grow and grow. And we let those responsibilities and sort of that humdrum monotony take over until perhaps we can't see our true selves anymore. Sometimes we let that negative space take over so much that we're afraid to be seen as the main subject. We don't want to be seen as if all eyes are on us. But to be a creative means to see the negative space, to recognize it, and to break through it while simultaneously letting our true selves shine through. Your task as a creative is to sort through all that space. Like when Michelangelo carved the David out of a giant slab of marble in the early 1500s, he chipped away at the negative space to reveal the statue's form. He stated that David already existed in the stone. He merely liberated him from within. It was up to Michelangelo to remove the parts of David that were not actually David. The negative space in order to reveal what was truly a work of art. And Ladarius teaches us a similar lesson. You must let the positive space, everything that is truly and unabashedly you, shine through the negative space and let yourself be the subject that is liberated from the marble. He also teaches us to be truly present during the creative process, not only in mind, body, and spirit, but also to treat your creative presence as a statement with an exclamation point, not as a sentence with a dot, dot, dot at the end. Ladarius, my longtime friend and dance partner, will show us what it looks like to create space for yourself, for others, and to command your own creative presence. And don't forget to stick around until the end for another creative challenge. Can you introduce yourself? Who are you? What do you do? Yeah, my name is Ladarius. I teach fitness and I dance. I don't know how to do them both, but I do them both. So I do teach dance cardio, but then I also teach actual dance classes on top of that. I am from Nashville. That's how I know Honor. We went to school together. We grew up together. Lots of car rides together. <laughs> I know we did have a lot of car rides together. Driving back and forth from rehearsal, listening to show tunes in the car. Mm -hmm. Those are some like core high school memories that I have with you. So you teach dance fitness and regular dance. So can you tell us about the details of each of those classes for someone who's never done dance fitness or gone to a dance class before? What is the class like? What does it look like when you come in? Yeah, yeah. So of my fitness it's so think of like going out with your friends with lots of lights and a live dj all in the same room and just kind of like that 1 a.m like, we're having a great time we're sweating a lot but like it's okay we're having a great time that's what 305 is so it, it's like a 
light show is happening. There's a live DJ in class. And you just follow the instructor. We have regular kind of cardio moves like jumping jacks and things like that. But a lot of it is incorporating a lot of different dance styles and movements. So hip hop inspired, Latin inspired movements. Each instructor kind of has their own little style. And I say mine is more definitely the hip hop and I like a little Latin flair. That's more me, a little salsa. But then I also would throw in like random ballet moves. It doesn't make sense, but it's fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just like a fun little dance party. And then you just get to sweat out. And then you're like, I worked out, but I don't feel like I worked out. So that's three or five. At my other studio that I teach at in Brooklyn, it's called Good Move. So there I teach some of their cardio classes as well. I teach their beginner's dance class almost a year now. It's more of like a jazz style class. We have different dance class styles in general, but I teach their beginner's dance class. And it's Good Move in general. It's dedicated to all types of movers. So you don't have to have any dance experience or maybe you are a dancer or maybe you are trying to get back into dance. Like I think that this studio is a really good spot for you to be at because every class is all levels and the way it's set up, it's bringing back that mind and body connection. So not only are we doing breath work and sharing our thoughts and feelings in circles together, but then we're just shaking it out. We're shaking the hair out. We're moving the body. We're learning some choreography. And I just, you feel really good after, which good move. Good move. Sounds like a therapy <laughs> session and a workout. Yes. Okay. So let's go back to baby Ladarius. Oh goodness. Growing up. <laughs> You and I did theater together. Mm -hmm. um, so let's talk about your first interest in dance. Did that sort of stem from doing theater or were you dancing way before that? How did that come about? Yeah, no, it definitely started around that time. I feel like even to this day, my friends are like, oh, you've been dancing your whole life. And I'm like, no, I didn't start till college. My parents kept me very busy as a kid. I was in every sport that you can possibly think of. Um, but of course, I always like love music. And as we all do, love to sing in our shower and dance around the house. And I think that there were times where I would just kind of casually pick up on movements that I was like, oh, everyone does this. But then I was like, no, this actually isn't normal. And then, yeah, I took theater because I needed the credit. But then, of course, that grew into something else. And so then I really didn't get into theater until my sophomore year of high school, I think. And then what really initiated dance um, was my college freshman year audition. So to be in the musical, you had to do both a monologue and a song and you had to do a dance call as well. And originally I was just like, oh no, I did musicals in high school. I'm not really thinking about that. But I had gotten asked to do the dance call. And I was like, uh, okay. And the choreographer, she pulled me aside and she was like, hey, we have dance auditions for our dance company in a week. Can you please come? And I was like, I'm not a dancer, but all right. And I went to the audition and then I was in dance company and then that just kind of led to where we are today. So Roxy Thomas Clayton to this day, she's just one of my inspirations and so much love to her because she really kind of sparked and saw something in myself that I didn't know was there yet. And that helped me fall in love with movement and dance. And it really just kind of grew from there. And then from there, I was like, oh, I'll do theater. Oh, I'll do dance. No, I'm just going to do dance. And then somehow dance let me into fitness. And then they kind of incorporated together over the years. Yeah, it's just kind of like, it just kind of fell in my lap, I guess. <laughs> like it was something that I didn't know was there that other people saw in me. And then once I finally saw it in myself, I was like, oh yeah, why don't I just keep doing this? You've always been really good at dancing and I've had the pleasure of watching you for many years. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about Roxy. Yeah. Would you consider Roxy someone who was a mentor to 
you and what did that relationship sort of look like? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's my approach to dance now. She really encouraged us as young students to try as simple as that sounds. Like she really would just kind of throw movement at you and then be like, let's do it. And you'd be like, I'm not going to do a backflip or like a shoulder roll or something on the floor. I've never done this before. And she'd be like, okay, well, let's break it down. You didn't feel pressured though. She never made us feel pressured, but she was like, no, we're going to try it at least. And so I do appreciate her doing that because I think that that's me today when people are like, oh, will you do this? I'm like, never done it, but I'll give it a go. You know, she also helped me see dance a broader frame. I feel like when people get into dance, they feel like they can only go to one style. You only do ballet, you only do contemporary, you only do this, where Roxy really opened it up for all of us and was like, let's dip our toes into each different dance style and see what you feel more comfortable with or what you might like more, but also open your horizon. And I do appreciate that. Um, Also improvisation. She loved to make us do improv. And I feel like in general, people don't do a lot of improv. And so I've kind of used that aspect into dance, but also just in my daily life, being able to just kind of think of stuff on the spot and be ready for anything. I love her initiative to just make you guys try and not think twice about what you're doing and think, oh, I can do it. No, I can't. No, I can't. When you and I have done dance classes together, we've done U-Jam together. We did, yes. For those listening, U-Jam is basically like a type of Zumba. Um, But I remember in those classes, a lot of the times the teacher would say, don't think about it, just do it. Yes. Because sometimes if you're trying to get the steps right in your head, they really won't come down to your feet as well. Mm -hmm. And I love that idea of just like not thinking about it and just doing. And sometimes you really just need to trust your body and trust that your body is creative in and of itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. You just have to try. You never know. You never freaking know. Okay. So we talked about your dance style a little bit. You like hip hop, Latin, throw in a little ballet. Is there a certain word or concept that you would use to describe your style? That's a really good question. I think my style is... As simple as it sounds, I'm big. And I think that's because I'm giving myself permission to take up space as a mover that I didn't used to do. I know, I know, which is just like, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think my movement is is really big. Even the way that if it's a jump, I've been told numerous amount of times where you're always going to be one of the tallest jumpers or roll around the floor. Like I'm really, I just give myself permission to take up space. And I think I learned a lot of that from working at Good Move. That's what a lot of our training was focused on is giving ourselves permission to take up space. And I think it's always been there, but again, some things that I just needed someone to like tell me. That means a lot. Yeah, like certainly for dance and sometimes, you know, in other aspects of life as well, Sometimes you have to mm-hmm. have that creative mentor like we talked yeah. about to give you that permission to just take up space to know that you deserve to be there. So I think a lot of people who create, whether it's people who are dancing or crafting things or doing music, uh, struggle with that sense of, well, people are going to make fun of me or I'm going to be cringy or I don't want to embarrass mm-hmm. myself. What helped you release society's expectation of who you should be, what you should do, how you should show up in the world. Mm, Yeah. To kind of start it off, like that phrase itself of just like, people are going to do this, people are going to make fun of me, this and that. Like we have to remind ourselves we're all thinking that at the same time, every person in the room, even when you don't feel like they are, is kind of being like, eyes are on me. What if I mess up? I think they saw this. Trust me, even the most confident people have their moments, you know? And so let's just remind ourselves that everyone is in that same thought process. And I think the other part of it is just reminding ourselves that no one in this world is like you. And I think that in my own just personal life of self-discovery of myself, 
myself for the past few years, I think that no one's just like me, you know, and no one is like honor. No one. <laughs> and, and I think it's just really important to remind ourselves that sure, you may be in a group or community of people who all have similarities or who are interested in the same things, but you're all going to do it some different way or have a different approach or have a different outlook. You know, one person might do dance because of something that happened in their childhood that encouraged them to do it, or they might have like a family member that inspired them to do it. They might have um, a mentor that inspired them to do it, or they were just like, I was watching, I don't know, Disney Channel, like original movies. And like, (laughs) I thought it was so much fun. So I started to, you know, but it's just like, they were great. They were great. (laughs) But yeah, it's just reminding ourselves that everyone is different. And I, I think there's something so beautiful in that and learning, even if it's like a small hand movement, that movement is gonna mean something different to someone else in that approach. I think that's just something beautiful about that. I can definitely attest to you being uniquely yourself. I think when I was preparing for this interview, I was thinking about how am I going to communicate to people like who Ladarius is and just how effervescent and cool he is. (laughs) And the word that I was thinking of is trendsetter. Like you are, you're a trendsetter. Oh my gosh, thank you. And I was really excited (laughs) to ask you that question because I knew you'd have really good insight on just being completely yourself and not caring about what the heck other people think about. And I think a lot of times when we get online, especially like Mm -hmm. in social media, there's one way of what success really looks like. And it's important to remind ourselves that we can have our own definition of what joy looks like and what success looks like in our lives. And that's definitely different for us versus other people. Mm -hmm. And I feel like honing in on that creativity is a way of bringing in that joy and ushering in that success in your life. Because maybe you think, okay, well, I'm not a success in this area of my life or that area of my life, but you can feel those feelings of success and joy through your process of creating. Yeah. And you brought up like a really good point of especially social media today. I know that that impacts a lot of people. And I think we see a lot of people become famous overnight now, right? And it's just cool. Like, how do I do that or whatever? And it's just everyone has their own journey and storyline. I think that's another thing to remind ourselves that sure, that might have worked for that person, but maybe that wouldn't have worked if you were in that. And I think also to remind ourselves that it's okay to start over. That's like a whole longer story but it really is okay to start over you know you don't have to have everything figured out right after college or before college or whatever I know people who have been working in a job for over 40 years and they still are like you know what I'm gonna go back to school which actually my mom did that my mom went back to school I didn't know that year. yeah I don't think I told you that my mom she she started school and so she never thought That's that amazing. she could just because she had me so young but I was like no you can go to school anytime and so yeah just reminding ourselves that so proud of your mom you can always start over yes you can so you are a trendsetter (laughs) you're extremely friendly and i think your friendliness helps you to establish that creative community wherever you go you always have like a ton of friends and i remember growing up you would be friends with this group friends with that group friends with those people and friends with me and you didn't really have a click what makes you so friendly because i think Being friendly is what helps you really grow and develop that community, which is so important for creators. What makes you so friendly and how do you just be a friend? (laughs) How do you be a friend? (laughs) (laughs) Great question. (laughs) Back to the basics here. Back to the basics. 
I think that for as long as I can remember, I've always been very social, which is interesting because in general, like the oddball of my family, I'm the one that moved away. I'm the one that didn't kind of stick to like the regular jobs. I've always been the oddball. And I think that maybe it was because I was an only child. So I was like, let me go talk to people. And maybe that was part of it. But I also think because there were instances growing up where I feel like I did not have that space or that opportunity to open up to others or really kind of find myself in life while I was growing up and just being like, who is Ladarius? And I think that, yes, as I got older, I was able to find those communities. But growing up, I didn't think I really had that. People might say that like, no, I think you did. But it's like, no, I was kind of masked over with being very social and being in all the social groups and talking to everyone. But I, I really just, I focus on hearing other people's stories because I think everyone's story is so unique. And it, it just shocks you because face to face, you're like, oh, this person seems really happy or they seem really successful. or And maybe they are, but it's like, cool, we'll have did you get to that or how was your day you know did you even have a good day and so I I think it's really important to again taking up space for yourselves and for others and creating that space that we don't get a we don't allow ourselves to right you know it's like every day especially at work you'll be like how are you and people are like good or like yeah I'm here but it's like no yeah how are you you know what's what is what's happened in the past day or so that's actually making this energy present to me right now and I think that's rare that people even me asking that you know that's like a whole different outlook than not just being like like, oh, I'm fine. You're like, no, why am I only fine? Like, why am I not okay when the sun is shining and like I got ice cream? Why? <laughs> I think that it's just letting people open up and talk about themselves that I don't think that we get a chance to or feel comfortable to because you don't want to hit that like I have this big ego and I'm like talking too much about myself and then the other side of it is like oh like they know nothing about me and it's just surface level things and I think that's just our own personal journeys of finding the balance of that but it starts with allowing people to take up space and just talk about themselves I think that's what being a good friend is <laughs> um is yeah just giving creating space creativity <laughs> so love what you said about letting people talk about themselves and creating a safe space for other people mm. and you know sometimes it kind of depends on finding that right relationship maybe that's not something you can sort of give to everyone because like i'm kind of a listener mm. and i prefer to like listen to people and hear what they say rather than maybe be the the star of the conversation which is why i'm good podcasting yes but yeah sometimes it can be tough to not to listen to people but just that active mm -hmm. listening piece can be challenging especially because in today's day and age everything is very distressed distracted i know i'm distracted a lot but it means a lot to be able to look in someone's eyes and say how are you truly how are you and get that mm -hmm. real genuine response okay i read this book called the art of people oh my god i've heard of this okay i need to read it i need to read it yes <laughs> yeah it's kind of like a lot of tips and tricks for how to interact with other people but one thing i remember is that when the author said when people ask how are you Instead of saying good or fine, you can say fantastic. And then people are going to want to know, oh, what are you on? Like, what is making your day so fantastic? And it kind of enlivens that conversation a little bit more. But if you're actually doing sucky, then, you know, you can also just say, well, I'm doing sucky. Uh, but if you're doing good, you can say, um, you know, something a little bit more than just good. You could. Which I think, but no, I think, I mean, you're right. I think it's okay to say you know actually i'm a little down today whether you're being tired or you're going through things and i think kind of dipping into like our inner childhood i feel like growing up you that inner vulnerability is embraced and then as you get older it's like you're kind of taught to honestly mask that to be like 
you can't show emotion or you can't, you know, like you shouldn't do this in like a meeting or whatever. And it's really okay. Like the job, the work, that's all going to get done. But what's important is your mental health and how you're feeling and is your inner child okay? And I I actually do that a lot too. On the days that I'm like, oh, I'm fine. It's cool. What does my inner child need right now? Do you need to go to the park? Do you need to just take a walk, breathe? What do you, what does my inner child need right now? And if it's, they just need to be quiet and not talk to people, that's totally okay. It's okay. We got to be vulnerable. It's beautiful. I love that you reference the inner child. It's interesting. When I talk to people about the first creative memories that they have, they often talk about like playing as a kid, which practically every kid does. Every kid wants to do that. And I mean, like think of all the times as a kid, you drew a picture with crayons or pasted popsicle sticks together. (laughs) Probably a lot more than you do now. And I think providing that space for your inner child and listening to their needs and even their wants Mm -hmm. in a creative context can be really helpful to facilitating your adult creativity. All right, we're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor and we'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you from The Russell. It's a historic East Nashville church transformed into a -a one-of-a-kind boutique hotel. So if you're looking for an example of creative reuse right here in Nashville, I would definitely recommend staying at The Russell. The Russell's mission is to give back to the Nashville community through their Rooms for Rooms program by donating a portion of each day to local nonprofits who are helping those experiencing homelessness. Visit russellnashville.com to book your experience today. Welcome back, everybody. And okay, Literacy, I'm curious. So how did you go from dancing to more of that fitness element of things? I think it was more of a personal journey. I think I, in general, working out, uh, like I didn't have like a relationship with it growing up. I think because I was in sports, I was like, that was my working out. And then of course, when you grow and you know, the body changes or whatever, I think I just did not have a healthy relationship with it. And so I think I I just specifically group fitness, I fell into it because I was like, oh, like I'm doing it with other people. Like I don't have to think about it. I don't have to worry about people looking at me in the gym, like things like, I think that's kind of what initiated it was not having a healthy relationship. And then uh, when I was in college, someone that I danced with worked at a bar studio and they were like, hey, we just opened up, we're looking for instructors. And I was like, "Mm, I know nothing about the ballet bar besides taking a ballet class, but sure. Um, And that was my first fitness job was teaching bar I taught bar for like two years in college but again though I think because it was still kind of had that dance aspect to it that I wasn't really thinking about it and then moving to New York I started getting back into the group fitness classes and the boot camps and things like that and I do like those workouts but there are also days where I'm like I want to like work out but not feel like I'm working out you know what I mean like I don't want to feel like I just know my body's gonna hurt tomorrow like I'd rather be surprised (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and as I, as, yeah, but I think that also because I did start dancing more by that time that I was more comfortable in my body. And so um, I then found my own relationship with um, fitness and working out and gym life and things like that. And again, kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, that you don't have to look a certain way. You don't have to be doing the same thing that the next person in the gym is doing. Like you all are, are coming to the gym for different reasons. And yeah, I think that's really what kind of initiated it. I was like, yeah, I actually do like to work out. I do like to lift weights. I like to, you know, do the, the gym things, but also I know that it's okay to take breaks and it's okay if I don't work out on one day. And yeah, I think in general, like our relationships to 
fitness is very touchy in general and the way that it's presented by a lot of different fitness gyms and facilities. But I think it's finding what works for you at the end of the day, like whatever works for you and what feels most comfortable for you and makes you feel strong, not just on the outside, but mentally as well. It's really amazing that you were able to redeem your relationship with fitness, if you will. And it's really great that you can get so much enjoyment out of it now. And I also like the idea of that creativity, like two for one. So if you're working out, you're also being creative. Mm -hmm. Or if you're, you know, doing something that wouldn't be considered creative, you can also do something creative alongside that. Okay. What has dancing done for you professionally or maybe personally that you think other people should be able to experience more? I think just in general, I feeling comfortable in your own skin. I I, th- I think that's really, I know I like repeated so much, but again, that is what's made me feel the most like myself or found myself more. And I think it's, I talk about this a lot, actually, people that, you know, growing up, you don't learn how to talk first. Like we learn movement naturally. Like that's the first thing, right? You don't even think about it, right? You don't even think about it. You don't just like come into the world and then you're like, here we go, I'm talking. No, but like, movement wise, we learn how to walk, we learn how to do all the things. And then you learn how to talk eventually, you know, but and you learn other things about yourself. But movement is always the number one natural thing to us. And we just, you know, in life, you just you kind of lose it or you it kind of comes and goes. But with dance, it's it's always there. And I also because people will come into my classes and they're like, oh, because I, I'm not a dancer, or I want to like move like this or do that. You know, I, I get a lot of people that come in, but I try to remind everyone that I hear you and your feelings are very valid. Also know that everyone is a dancer, right? You know, I think we have this picture of dancer and it's the people that we see on TV, which yes, that is also a type of dance. But dancing is everything you know dancing is dancing by yourself in your apartment dancing is going out with friends dancing is in the car it's you can do it anywhere so it's it's just it's not like that one specific dancer that to be a dancer you have to look a certain way it's like no those people have been dancing their whole lives they've been in studios for hours and hours of the day like that's why they look a certain way but no like we have to dance more and then that it's okay to dance more like that's my favorite thing is just being with different dancers you know people who like oh i haven't danced since i was 10 or i've never danced before in my life and then we throw some moves together and it's like you would think we've all been dancing together for so many years and i think that is just lovely okay in dance fitness there's always people on the back row who don't necessarily feel comfortable being in front of the classroom and being seen very much what makes people come from the back of the classroom more towards the front of the room? And how do you facilitate that in other people? Oh, well, <laughs> for 305 Fitness, I feel like in a way I'm like cheating because in there we do turn the room. So it's funny because people are like, oh, like I'm going to go in the back. And in my mind, I'm like, eventually we're going to be facing the back wall. So eventually you're going to be in the front row. <laughs> Which again, no, I think that like just the way that... um 305 is presented it does give everyone kind of an equal opportunity to have that moment uh, which even I've seen that like look on their face it's like I turn the room and they're like oh I'm in the front now but then like me as an instructor I'm like don't worry I still got you okay don't even worry about those people behind you it's you and me um, and I could see those people blossom um, in that moment of like I'm a little awkward but like nope we're just gonna keep going you know um, again giving yourself a try It's just, I mean, as an instructor, we're like teachers, right? It's just once you create that space and open that space and um, like people feel like they can trust you 
and that it doesn't matter if there's 20, 30 people in the room, that it's like you and the instructor are there together and you feel like they're in your hands and everything they're saying is valid. And um, if I'm telling you, please try something, or if I'm telling you to give yourself permission, that right off the bat, you know, just the vocabulary itself is like, oh, okay. And I think that's, and I've been told that too from people that I really provided a safe space for them, um, which again, whole another tangent of just safe space in life and finding those safe spaces for ourselves. But yeah, just really, really providing, like giving that person their spotlight. Like even though they think I'm on stage, I'm like, no, I'm really the cheerleader for everyone here. Like sure, I'm up front, but like this class is for you. Like you're paying for it. Like (laughs) this class is for you. I love that. When we're in a dance class, we maybe have Ladarius as our cheerleader, but I also want to encourage the listeners to think about being their own creative cheerleader because think about how much space a cheerleader takes up. Okay. So they're doing flips in the air, you know, they're got their pom-poms waving. They're being loud. Um, So yeah, being a cheerleader or an encourager for your own creative journey or for someone else's creative journey also means being big and taking up space and being, you know, electric and positive. Oh my God, you have been one of my creative cheerleaders. Are you kidding me? (laughs) That's so sweet. Okay, last question. Why do you create? And in this case, why do you dance? I guess I can answer kind of both, like why I create and why I dance. Because I feel there's like a lot of love and joy that come out of it. I think that being creative and specifically going into dance, like even if I were to like have like a long work day at the office or something, but just to like come home or like go take a dance class, it's like all the stress leaves my body immediately. Like anything that I was like worried about that I performance wise or anything that I was like, oh, we have to do that tomorrow. And it's like, it doesn't matter in these next however long that class is or however long time you provide for yourself. It's just like a lots of love and joy. And I think that we're always working our brains and our bodies until like exhaustion, until um, the last like straw of the hat. And then you're like, your body just collapses. And then being creative gives you that time, not just to have time with yourself, but to reflect. Because I think that that creativity dips into what got you into whatever your job is, you know? Because even if you have like a desk job, there's something about that job that you're still being creative. If maybe it's the PowerPoints, maybe it's the way you present to others. Maybe it's, I don't know, there's just so many different things. But again, you're still dipping into that creative side of yourself that you don't even realize. Because yeah, just like lots of love and joy and that reminding ourselves that it's also okay to make mistakes. Um, as dancers, we always make mistakes, whether people realize it or not. And I like to remind myself that in life that you're gonna make mistakes and it's okay, okay? It really is okay to make mistakes. Roll up your sleeves, it's time for a Creative Dirt Challenge. And today's challenge is all about taking up space. So that means turn on your favorite song, or it could just be any song, and then pick a room. And in that room, for the length of the song, touch each of the four walls, or maybe there's three walls, maybe it's a triangle room, I don't know. Move throughout the room as much as you can throughout the song, dancing, flailing, whatever you wanna do, but just make sure you reach each part of the room and take up that space. I remember creatives, I'm rooting for you. 